I wanted to talk to you about data within recruitment and it can be agency recruitment or in-house recruitment yeah. all the way across the spectrum because yeah. that's your bag that's what yeah. you're known for and where you kind of what you are um, an expert in. so one of the things I kind of wanted to know is is are recruitment agencies doing the most with the data that they've got because now they can get it from all kinds of sources so they've got data in their CRM they've got data from every other kind of third-party tool that's coming in they've even got data from social media and Facebook and LinkedIn um, so is there a situation where they can are they do they have an overview of this is that even possible to get an overview of all that's going on if you have got an overview what the hell do you do with all that data yeah. once you've got it? So where do you even start? So I would imagine there'd be a lot of kind of agencies out there, for, if we just take an agency as an example, that they've got their CRM, they've got, uh, they may have uh, Broadbean, they may have all these other things, data coming out of their ears um, and, w and probably not knowing it, what to do with it, what are the key bits of data that they should be looking at. So maybe that's a good kind of good good place to start. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So agencies. Uh, I mean, if you look at the legacy, the agencies are very good at measurements, but they are measurements related to their own internal performances, um, and that's actually historically governed what data is captured. Um, so we capture data that feed the metrics that enable organisations to govern their own performance and manage their own performance. What agencies are less good at, or have historically been less good at, and I'm sure there is best in class out there, but there's a generalisation, there's probably still some room for improvement, is to actually look at what it would be valuable to capture uh, data-wise for commercial benefits. So for, from a marketing perspective, from a market intelligence perspective, from a, uh, a lead generation sort of perspective, there is so much data and knowledge that uh, organisations have that isn't harnessed. And the reason why it hasn't historically been harnessed is because um, it's been captured on a need to have basis. And some of those things that are perhaps more externally facing or perhaps more sort of BD, focused have never been deemed to be mm -hmm. the most important bits of data to capture. So as an example, um, we look at about 3 million lines of job ads every single month uh, in the UK, just as a, as a uh, geographical point. Um, so we can see what people would like to pay for jobs. Yeah. They advertise salaries that they would like to yeah. pay. The agencies know what salaries and what contract rates and what hourly rates people actually end up paying. That's a goldmine of information. Yeah. Uh, which if you put into context of the advertised rates and then you know, client organisations have got other data about what happens to those rates once the person starts working. So how, does that, how do those rates yeah. and salaries change once you get within the organisation? So the holy grail is to look at a spectrum of what rates, what, what roles are advertised at, what point, uh, what salary or what pay rate people actually start in an organisation and then what happens to pay progression once they actually get in there. Yeah. And the agencies are actually sitting on a pot of gold in terms of that middle point, which is what salaries do people actually start on within the organisations. Yeah, yeah. So that's one example of a piece of data that historically they haven't captured because well, it would be captured on a, from a payroll perspective if there is an hourly pay rate, but it's never been uh, utilised beyond yeah. paying the people. Um, and, it's, uh, and if you're looking at a permanent salary, 
um, the fee commission that was actually earned would be captured somewhere, but not necessarily in context of the actual salary. Yeah. So it's it's that it, it's somebody making a decision in an organisation to say, do you know what? Though that information is absolute gold dust. Let's capture it, and then you've got the counter to that saying, don't bother the consultants. Don't make the consultants capture information that takes them away from their very busy job, which is to get people into roles. Yeah. And it's just that 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 mindset shift that says. Actually, it is important to capture that because there is an intrinsic value in that data that we've never utilised. Yeah. Actually, we could utilise that data and actually make something of it from a BD perspective. But isn't it a situation, though, with some companies, they've, they, they don't know what they don't know? So they're, obviously, if they are, they've got this data, but they just don't know what to do with it or, how, or even if, they, if, if how to use it, you know. That would be my guess because you know recruitment agencies aren't data analysts, are they? They're not like yourself. So um, it's surely there is a, there's, a, there's a situation where one there's a, a, a knowledge piece is making people understand what what data they're capturing and what this data can be used for, and then how to use it. Yeah. Um, surely there must be easier ways of doing that within within businesses or within recruitment agencies, even in in-house recruiters. So here's all your here's all, they've just given them kind of here's all the data you're capturing. Have a have a go at deciding what you think is best within that within those data sets, mm-hmm. as opposed to here's the probably hit one here's the top ten key data points for the recruitment lifecycle. Yep. Um, the, I mean, I'm sure there are businesses out there that do that. I know you've got the kind of Cube 19s and the you know who do these kinds of things, but um, there probably is a lot of agencies that that's just capturing data all the time and just don't know what these kind of key key data points are. So. Uh, again, so I noticed that we, we, you mentioned the kind of that, that kind of joined up thinking, but there must be a kind of a, a couple of key data points that you think are critical along that kind of process that would that could could make a difference. Mm-hmm. So it, again, it goes back to that point of what what is it that you're using the data to actually what are you using the data for? So agencies are very very good at capturing data to to manage the performance of their own workforce. They're less good at um, knowing which data to make a mandatory capture field yeah. and with the with the purpose of utilizing it yeah um, so even if you're only looking at your own internal data there is such a big opportunity to make some fields of information mandatory and to turn them to commercial advantage go beyond that um, and actually if you blend that internal data with external data you really are a knowledge expert yeah but step one is to even identify the fields of data beyond those which you use to manage your own internal workforce to say what could I use to my commercial advantage externally if I had a complete set of data in this field like the example of pay rates and salaries mm-hmm. etc uh, it could be it could be about tenure you could keep a log of the tenure of all of your workers so you could sort of say well I know that the average length of assignment of somebody a business analyst is X and I know yeah. that the average length of assignment for uh, and it differs between the northwest and the, and the southwest. You know, so so it's just saying what is it that if I captured this data in a mandatory format so that I've got market intelligence, so it's complete. I know that when I go to get that information, I've got a complete set of data coming through on a regular basis, and I know that I can turn that to commercial benefit. That's when you make a data field mandatory. So there are so many different areas of intelligence that. Recruitment agencies, if we're just talking about that field, have because of everything that they do, and it's just looking at all those areas of knowledge and saying, well, actually, if I had that, if every consultant recorded all of that information on those, and the and because I know I can turn it to commercial benefit, 
then what you can do is you can actually sell it back into the operation so there's a good reason why we're going to ask you to capture this because we can use it for commercial yeah. benefit um, other, rather than sort of saying well, we're going to capture this and people say well why because that's just an irritation it just takes time away from my day job yeah um, so it's it, I guess the first point is to sort of say what is it that we know anecdotally that if we could evidence with data by making a field mandatory or a data capture sort of mandatory in this area we know that we could turn that to commercial benefit and therefore the business knows why we're doing it. So is this a situation though then we're agencies also need to be kind of data analysts and they need to have someone who understands that within their business or is that something that you would I suppose I, I'm not not kind of trying to promote your business but is that something you would need someone to come in and set up for you and help you help, help an agency understand initially um, I, I think I think intrinsically everybody everybody knows the value of the, Everybody has anecdotal knowledge and a feel. So yeah. you ask a consultant, you know, what's the what's the pay what's the pay bound for this role in this geographical area? They'll they'll just trot it off because yeah. they know it. Yeah. But they don't actually have the the data to evidence it. They just yeah. kind of feel it and sort of know it. Yeah. So it's shifting from that. What is it that you consultants kind of know because they're experienced within the field and they're kind of experts in their field to actually shifting that to data capture that can evidence. Um, on behalf of your company, you're not your collective knowledge. Yeah. So I guess it's moving it from singular consultant-led expertise to data capture that, that evidences your collective expertise. Take that one step further, let's say blend that with, well, okay, let's blend that with some external data that, that shows the total available talent pool yeah. within an area or you know, add some tenure data in there. You know, so you just, whatever it is that you just start with one data set. You don't pick a hundred, because yeah. <laughs> you, you believe me, you, you've got a hundred or a thousand different sort of data sets that you can capture. But just pick one and sort of say, what is it that we could commercialise that, that would demonstrate our collective knowledge? Just pick one data field and, and convince the business that it's worthwhile doing, and start to capture it, and yeah. start to you know, and start to report on that, and then sort of say, let's get some external data to contextualise that. But start small, start manageable, start. Um, not unambitious, but just be realistic yeah. about you know what it is and why you're doing it, and and what it would take to do that, and uh, and sell it to the business. Because the, at the end of the day, if you don't sell it to the business, they won't want to support you in yeah. doing it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I suppose as a marketeer, we almost on a on a daily basis get judged by the analytics and the data yeah. and the stats that we that we work by. Um, because it's so easy to measure, yeah. you know, it's forced down your throat that you know we can tell you how what what the engagement is on your social media channels. We can tell you the pay per click advertising kind of, and you can make again because the tools that we we're so used to using those tools, we can make kind of all kinds of influences from that data now because we can tell you when people came to the site, what where they came from, what they were looking at it on, and you can kind of follow people's journeys through websites and all those kind of things. So, um, and. You know, we are judged on that, on return on investment. Yeah. It's constantly what we kind of have, you know, you get, we kind of, um, is one of the first questions you get asked when you're starting a new marketing project is what, you know, can I, what, can, what's the return on investment? Can I expect a return on investment? Is et cetera, et cetera. Um, so as marketeers, we've been kind of using, we've been data analysts for, for, for years now. Um, and even within, even within companies, so if you, if you take the larger marketing agencies that have their own marketing departments, yeah. they'll be based, they'll be being judged on this all the time. But it's interesting that 
this hasn't some of that kind of influence hasn't floated down to other parts of the business. Now I know obviously um, consultants have their KPIs, but that's again that's all more that kind of internal focused it kind is, of data. It's interesting because what you're talking about in terms of the measurement of um, you know, that whole sort of job application sort of process and being able to put all the metrics in along that to to evidence return on investment. That's still. Uh, capturing and measuring data for internal purposes mm. and I guess my interest is always in how you turn data into another commercial product yeah um, or a competitive differentiator I, right. uh, I totally agree uh, there was a uh, with a, a statement from um, a guy in a company that I'm not going to name but sure. uh, he's very well regarded in the, the world of sourcing um, and uh, he said, you know, it, it will be the point of competitive differentiation is the, your ability to mine your own data for commercial benefit. I totally, I totally agree with him. So have you got any kind of, um, without mentioning names or companies, have you got any kind of specific examples that you can kind of... Where they do it well. Yeah, where they do it well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got you know people who produce salary surveys, so that, yeah. that would be a, a, a very um, uh, well-known example of how people have been you know, capturing data and sort of using it for for benefit. But there's so 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 much more that you can do. As I said, you can look at tenure data, you can look at pay progression because you've got the relationship with the client, and the next time you place place that person that you put into one role that, that you place again in another role, you are able to talk to them about what happened about pay progression yep. uh, whilst they're whilst they're in that. You've got a shed load of data around the impacts of legislative change. So, you know, what happened to your public sector workforce when IR35 came along in the public sector? You know, what proportion of them stayed? What proportion of them went? Where did they go? Mm -hmm. um, so you've got sentiment data coming from that you can access from you, from your candidates. You know, you are the interface with the work, the candidates. Go to them and talk to them about how they're feeling. What do they feel about IR35 in the private sector? What are they going to do next? Mm -hmm. We've just done some research for the FCSA. Uh, that scarily evidences that uh, just from off payroll moving to private sector, we may lose one in eight of the, the UK freelancers because they'll either retire, they'll look for a permanent opportunity, or they'll look for work overseas. You've got the whole Brexit impact. We've just got this from the same data set, we've got uh, evidence to say that uh, those who are concerned, um, sorry, many of them, more, many more people are concerned uh, about the impact on their business than think that it will actually yield many, many more opportunities. Mm -hmm. So what are they doing about it? Well, already 13% of uh, self-employed people are looking for work overseas and 12% of people are considering closing their business. You know, this, this, is, this is data that you can extract from that commodity, if we, we, we it isn't a commodity because they're human beings, but you know, you have a agencies have a phenomenal interface with uh, the, the, the talent pool and have unprecedented access to that talent pool in terms of you know, not just reporting on the hard data facts of, of their world of work when, when you find them work, but actually the sentiment. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much that you can glean from them in terms of, of sentiment. I mean, our survey was generic across all self-employed people. You know, if you're a specialist agency that only does what they call PHP developers, have I got the right? Yep. Yeah, yep. brilliant. So if you're a specialist agency that only does PHP developers, talk to them. How are they feeling? What are they thinking? What proportion of the PHP developers are thinking of looking for work overseas? You know, what percentage of them are thinking of closing their business? Because that matters. Yeah. And that is the sort of intelligence that you can access and use it for commercial purposes to say, look, we're experts in the field of PHP developers, not just because we have relationships with them, but we understand the sentiments. Yeah. 
Um, so you can put report on anything from uh, advertised pay rate through actual pay rate through pay progression for a PHP developer by region, by level of maturity, experience, but you can also harness their, their sentiment. Um, and that's how you become a true expert in the field of PHP developers when you start to use that data. Yeah. To, to demonstrate the fact that you are a, an absolute expert in that field. And from a marketing perspective, that's gold dust. Absolutely. Gold you know, that, that's a, that we, if, we, if all of our clients had that kind of, that kind of content yep. to stick out there, yep. that would, that'd be, that, you know, Absolutely. those kind of white papers written on that kind of thing would be, would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, probably more businesses should be doing those kinds of, Absolutely. should be trying to And it's also that. a draw for the candidates because, you know, the more you demonstrate that you understand the yeah. world of PHP development through your use of data, um, the more they will be drawn to you because yeah. they say, yeah, actually, you know, rather than go to a, an agency that also does PHP developers, I just want to go to the one that, that clearly understands the marketplace better than anybody else. Yeah. And it is about, you know, so, that, so going back to that, that comment, that statement from the unnamed gentleman in a company, um, you know, it, is, it will be the point of competitive differentiation is to use your data and, and data that you can access because of your privileged position of being so close to the, the candidates. Yeah. Um, to you know, to evidence that you you really do understand what you're doing. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.